SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, we are on the grid, and so are you right now. We'll be kicking it with you for the next uh, three hours. It's all about uh, baseball uh, tonight as the Atlanta Braves take one step uh, closer uh, to the National League Championship uh, Series after beating the Miami Marlins again. Uh, meanwhile, the Houston Astros, who were down 4-2, um, have exploded, taking a 7-4 lead in this baseball game. And, uh, Cam, the Astros are a couple of innings away from advancing to the American League Championship Series. And I get the feeling there's still a lot of baseball left uh, to be played between the Rays and the Yankees. It would really give uh, Houston an opportunity to get a couple of days uh, rest. And we talked about uh, Oakland not having a killer instinct once they get to the playoffs. And uh, right now, Oakland are being exposed in a big way. They sure are, Gabe. And what, what have we known about this series? Oakland has a lead that they give away. Again, they were playing great in this game, up four to two. Um, you know, yeah, you Lazardo made a couple of bad actually. True, every yeah, game. they made a couple every game. I think the Oakland A's have just tied it up. Seven seven, three run jack as we speak. Unbelievable stuff right here. Maybe they're maybe they're not going quietly. Uh, yeah, there's Dusty in his mask. He, he's social distancing right now. But anyway, I will say this. Ian Anderson, um, let's talk about the Braves too, Gabe. Shutouts in three of the last four games. They're pitching. It wasn't just the Reds, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Braves pitching. Freed's been great. Ian Anderson, lead singer of Jethro Tull's been on fire. All these guys too. Just enough hits. Think about this. When your big hitters go 0 for 8 and Acuna goes 0 for 4 with uh, four strikeouts and you win a game, you're doing something right. This Braves team, Gabe, they're playing great baseball right now. And I have one regret, even though the Dodgers are probably still going to represent the NL. They were 12 to 1 at the start of the playoffs. That's a good number. I always thought the Atlanta Braves were the second best team in the National League. Yes. Uh, I actually said I think it'll be end up being uh, the Braves and the Dodgers. But the Dodgers still have some work to do. Uh, and so do the Atlanta Braves. Let's not forget they are from Atlanta. Uh, but yeah. the second we call out the uh, the Oakland <laughs> Athletics for being gutless, yeah, they tied the baseball game. So maybe I should just shut up uh, right now. But we can't because we're on the air for the next uh, three hours. Seven seven, another over though. Okay. Another yeah, over. I'm on. Know what, Gabe? Uh, baseball's actually been good. Good kudos to you and me. Uh, we we got that uh, Rays game was a sweat job last night, but we move on forward today. I learned my lesson too. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a Morenci today. I'm going to play the over in this Houston game, and I don't play sides very often. But you know, Oakland can hit Houston. Every pitcher Oakland's uh, run out. The Astros have gotten all over too. And what have we learned? Braves games to the under. Astros games to the over. The Braves have brilliant pitching. Where this Astros Oakland series, it's all about the bats, buddy. And we've got a total posted at nine uh, for the, the Rays and the Yankees. It's Morton and Tanaka on the hill. Mm. And both those games have gone over the numbers so far as well. So uh, sitting at nine right now, I still think you can get there, actually. Like, as somebody that generally bets baseball unders, you know, it's like I always bet uh, basketball overs, football overs. I'm more of a baseball under guy, but I backed off. I lost a couple of total bets. Earlier in the playoffs, I've learned my lesson. I'm staying away from this stuff. These games just open up all the time. 
And with Tanaka, Tanaka got hit hard, Cam, in his last start. Now, yep. he's, he, he was also very good, though, before that. So it's not automatic he's going to get hit hard tonight. But I got to believe that the, both these teams find a way to get score more than nine runs tonight. Here's the thing, Gabe. Uh, I trust Morton, but how long is he going to be, be in there? What do the Yankees do? They take pitches. The minute Charlie Morton goes out of that game, an overworked Tampa Bay bullpen. And uh, Cleveland's got to Tanaka as well, buddy. I'm telling you, it's going to be a great game. I lean over as well with the Rays. Uh, San Diego and Los Angeles on top of this evening. We're breaking it all down. Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Lou. Gamblue.com will step up Ooh. and in and uh, join us uh, from the Phoenix uh, area. And shout out to everybody tuning in right now on 1060. Uh, we're breaking it down. We've got the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees uh, on tap. We'll give you our picks. And dare I say, suddenly we are hot uh, when it comes to betting on uh, baseball. Uh, last week we were <laughs> foreigner, ice cold. Cold Ooh, as ice, cold. baby. Yes. Cold. Burr, burr, real cold. Burr, Time burr. Yeah, like winter cold. <laughs> like, ooh. <Yeah>. Parka <laughs> cold. All it took to shake things up. It wasn't uh, quite the uh, the Mark Gray slump buster, uh, but it, it was very illogical, Kemp. If, you know, I'm not doing well betting on baseball, it made a ton of sense for me yesterday to put together a three-team parlay, but it actually won. <laughs> like, it actually exactly. Step by step, we got through it. The Dodgers was a big sweat job late. Man, they were getting no hit through like four or five innings. And then finally, finally, they started to uh, to cash in and to put some runs uh, up on the board. And another another run line win for the Los Angeles Dodgers as well. We talked about it, guys, before the game last night. The Los Angeles Dodgers had beaten San Diego six out of ten times that they played this year. But really, San Diego had like one good weekend earlier in the year against them. The Dodgers won four the last five times a couple of weeks ago, and now they win again. So they're actually seven and four in 11 games against San Diego now. But six of the Dodgers' seven victories have come by two or more runs. They only played one one-run game in when they beat them. And we noticed this trend, Cam, you know, with the, with the, with the run lines. They're pretty profitable. They're there. How many, many one-run games have there been in the playoffs? Not that many. And it's funny because I saw a prop earlier. We'll go to extra innings, and I'm thinking, man, we haven't. Yeah, I think we had one. <laughs> we had one. We had one playoff game so far. One of those wild card games went to extra innings because I remember thinking, well, at least they're not putting a runner on second base right now. But yeah, dude, like run lines, sort of like we talk about it with football betting, where guys, and we'll get into it on the other side. Like point spreads don't really matter as much as people think they do. They're like insurance. Makes you feel good, but if there's a hurricane, they'll tell you it's not covered under your policy. <laughs> so, acts of God. Acts of God. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hit this on the <laughs> other side. Game time decisions continues. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Lorenzo. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. We got uh, crazy baseball uh, going on right now. This is we're talking about how hot we are betting baseball. 
the team that we're on gives up uh, what a three-run home run. <laughs> Seven seconds. Wait a minute. I tell you what, though, Oakland. It would not, dude. This stuff's so wild, and I'm going to throw it out there right now to someone. I don't know. Just take the Astros on the run line right now again. Like just the improbable. You're thinking, oh no, they're screwed. Watch the Astros will end up winning by four still, Kevin. Like, yep, they'll hit 14 11 or something. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> these games. Like, man, I'm old enough to remember. I'm old enough to remember. Like when when, when I bet a baseball game when we were up like four nothing, I'm like, oh yeah, we got this. It's done. Exactly. Days, like John Schultz oh, yes. and Greg Maddox. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's three nothing. The game's over. It's done. It's like those old days. And not everyone hit home runs in the old days either, right? So exactly. when it was 6-1, you're like, all right, yeah, 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 6-1. <laughs> now it's 6-1, and you're like, whatever, bro. Could be 1-1. One, 6-1 one. Exactly. means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means routinely. <laughs> even in the playoffs, we're seeing they routinely put five spots up in these innings, man. Cooking numbers all the time. Like when the Braves were down yesterday, 4-1, it felt like nothing. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, it's 4-1. And the sports book still had him at, like, minus 135 when they were down 4-1. Listen, listen to this one. Listen to this one. This is when you know the sports book know the Braves were the play, okay? Usually when we do the in-game live and a team is down 4-1, to one, you know, you see plus 320, plus what? The Braves are a buck 60, plus 160, <laughs> down three runs with nobody on base. I'm not talking about a leadoff double or anything. So click, click, click. You know, I, I've learned too, Gabe, but I remember back in the old days, you're like my my uh, one of my buddies, great, great name, real name too, Sean Fillerup. I started gambling with Sean Fillerup. What, what, a, what a name this guy has. No, and that was the same thing. We, yeah, yeah. Fillerup? Yeah, 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 it's Fillerup. He lives in Arizona now. He's, uh, he's a buddy of mine. He, he drives truck down in Arizona. What does he Sean, do if you're listening. He drives a truck. Uh, he it's in the wrong Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that right. Yeah, yeah. He's in the wrong <laughs> Actually, he, if your he name likes is to Sean uh... Fillerup, if your name is Sean Fillerup, like it's one of those things you don't have a choice but to be a male porno actor. Yeah. Like he just or, don't or, have a or, or a or a liquor distributor, <laughs> distribution manager. See, I like how this is this is a look into Cam's mind, right? In which I hear Fillerup and I think of, I'm thinking, I'm like, Sex. that's a good name for a male porn actor. It is Cam very thinks good. of like beer somehow. Yeah, fill her up. Cam, <laughs> fill her up. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday you equate yesterday you equated Eddie Van Halen's death to Valerie Bertinelli being a good cook and having That's a true. good cooking show. <laughs> That's very went, very went, accurate. Went from oh yeah, he's a great guitarist to oh yeah, what a great cooking show she has. Went she right does. to like She's... food, and now. I mean, come on, fill her up. I mean, that's like, like that's as yeah. good as like Johnny Thrust or something. Like, come on. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, Johnny Thrust is Johnny Thrust. Fill her up. Yeah, no, it's good. It's very strong. It works in so many ways. Anyway, to your earlier point, I was bringing this all back to betting when we first started betting together as kids. That was the thing. It was the Atlanta Braves had a two-run lead, and we're already high-fiving each other because you know they never pissed away those leads. But you're right, Gabe. Uh, this game, the, the live line, I don't know what to take. I don't know what to do. Does I got to handle give Oakland a little bit of credit because they've been a team. A lot of people are down on them they could have tapped out in this game and it's seven seven right now i don't know who, what what bullpens uh, houston i gotta hand it to these guys too their bullpen is much maligned they've been fantastic and we talked about their underrated pitching all year the problem for the rest of the league is houston bats woke up for the playoffs and that's a disaster for everybody well right now the houston astros at FanDuel minus one and a half or plus 250 oh, plus boy. 250 pretty nice mm -hmm. odds 
yeah, very, very juicy. Nice very juicy. Um, yeah. That's nice. As far as the, just the number is concerned, Houston are now minus 150, Oakland plus 122. The new in-game total is 16 and a half right now as they're in a seventh inning. 16 and a half. Oh, it just dropped to 130. Ooh, how about this? Houston Astros plus one and a half. Oh, oh, it just swung to the Astros plus one and a half. What are they doing? Mm. That's where you got to be careful when you're clicking. Like, you, I've been burnt like that before. Handball yep. used to get me all the time. Handball, Ken. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, I'll bring this true. Handball, it's like for some stupid reason. And I swear to God, I thought they did it deliberately. All right? Every sport is is like under over, under over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything's backwards with them in handball. So I've been burnt a couple of times like that. But I'm just stating, Ken. Let's say you're sitting here, and I just talked about. All right, I want to, I want to take the Houston Astros minus one and a half. I just told you it was plus two fifty. It swung after a pitch. They changed it to the Astros plus one and a half. Minus mm. 370, but in a span mm. of like a split second camp. So I'm saying yep. if you're sitting here like clicking, you could fall for that. Like you could fall oh, in and time. oh my God. I just, yep. I, I wanted, I, I didn't want that. I wanted plus one. I wanted minus one and a half. I don't want plus like, you know what I mean? Like you, you got to really be careful with live in-game betting. Because especially when you're oh, betting a lot, you're going to make, there's going to be errors, all right? It just happens, especially if you're firing, uh, firing away. Now, speaking of betting a lot, um, the documentary uh, Craig Carton uh, runs tonight. Uh, oh, so, nice. Uh, I'm looking forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm not going to be able to watch it uh, live. We're going to be on the air. And uh, plus, there's games uh, going yes. on that I'm going to have money on. Uh, What's but it on? I do look forward to uh, HBO. Perfect. I got good, good, good. I get HBO on my perfect, perfect. Great scenario. Yes. yes. I was going to say I Showtime like or HBO. One, one of those two, but I believe it's HBO. I believe Perfect. it's uh, I believe it's uh, HBO, and of course Craig Carton, a uh, uh, longtime New York uh, talk show host, uh, somebody that we uh, we worked with. Uh, Not me, had, Gabe, but, uh, but, but you you did the morning show with him. I never got to meet him, but yeah. you did, and uh, that's pretty cool, buddy. That's cool stuff. Yeah, just another uh, another chapter for the book. <laughs> exactly. I was I, I was hoping you'd call Page Punch Publishing. The thing is, when are you going to write this book? I remember I've been, I've been doing a talk show with you for almost two decades. I'm like, man, you got chapters in the book. I got to be honest with you. You got to hire somebody. Like, you're doing the show at night or whatever. You need, uh, like, like uh, on We're Seinfeld, one of those insides. <laughs> We're doing it to coincide uh, with the 20th anniversary of the show. Oh, which, nice, uh, we're, nice. We're coming in on year 19 right now in a couple of months. So, it's coming. It's coming. I got to do it before I forget these stories, but... It was funny, after Eddie Van Halen uh, passed away, um, and I'm not the only one, too. I was talking to a couple other people, and they're like, you know, I don't know what's going on, man, but I've been playing a lot of guitar recently, and there's just like there's like a rock buzz in the air right now or something. So I was watching Van Halen stuff last night, and I stumbled upon um, why Ace Frehley uh, wasn't invited to Last Kiss Tour. <laughs> it's an interview with Ace Frehley, and I'm like, oh, how can I not watch this? Right, so... <laughs> I watch, and he's exactly like you would think at this point. Like, this dude is out of it, man. And it's just, it was gold, bro. It was gold. But it was one of those deals where it made me think about the book because he he plugged his book. 
They said, what are you up to? He goes, oh, I'm writing part two of my book. And he started telling, like, just, you know, a little story. And I'm like, damn, this guy's book must be good. We're talking about Ace Freely. You know, he basically talked about how, like, they, they said, like, do you, because kids don't like him. And they don't trust him. And they, they, so the interviewer asked him, so why, how come, you know, you didn't get, um, he goes, well, you know, it's all politics and stuff like that. And he goes, they probably thought that, you know, I would quit like mid-tour or something like that because, you know, I like to do things my own way and I've quit on them twice before. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you know, the second time I quit mid-tour, they were kind of mad. He goes, I don't think they've ever really forgiven me. And then he goes on a couple of minutes later to say, and he goes, and he goes, I think a reason, too, is why my ex-girlfriend filed a lawsuit against Gene Simmons for sexual harassment and assault. And he goes, she made it up. It wasn't true. And he goes, but, you know, other than that, we're good. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I don't really know what the problem is. He goes, it's all water under the bridge. I was actually thinking, I got to get this guy's book. <laughs> this guy's awesome. I was like, yeah, I got to get this guy's book. Like, he's really... Yeah. And he goes, I can't be mad at Gene Simmons. Because I can never be mad at Gene Simmons. He goes, uh, when we were on tour... He goes, I used to share a room with him. It was Paul and Chris. And he goes, I used to share a room. With him. And he goes, he saved my life once when I took him to Valium and nearly died in a bathtub. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am uh, Gable Morenci in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I uh, continue as well. 7-7 seven, seven, uh, right now. Uh, we're into the uh, the eighth inning, and Oakland actually do have a runner on first base. We'll keep you up to date uh, with this baseball game. It's been back and forth. Oakland were up one nothing, uh, and then it was two one, then it was two two, then it was three two for Oakland, then it was four two for Oakland, and then it was seven four for Houston, and now it's seven seven. It's been a roller coaster. <laughs> All right, uh, the Yankee game is Yankee game is coming up uh, too. We're going to get into that. That game is a um, little after seven o'clock Eastern time. Let's bring in Lou right now. We were talking Lou. about the Phoenix area and ten sixty. Lou steps up and in from the desert. What's going on, Lou? How you doing? Doing really well, guys. Great to see you for another week, and hope everybody's doing uh, really well as well. Oh, you know, well, well, we're, we uh, we do survive as well as we can. Yeah, we we, we get by, yeah. Lou. Uh, but obviously, we'll do better with some winners. That's you know, yes. the winners winning is always puts. Uh, it's like uh, it's like they say with teams. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter what your record is. You, you win a game, you feel good. It's like winning a bet. <laughs> you win a bet, yes. puts you in a better mood than you were. Uh, then if you would have lost out of the bet, and oh boy, yeah, Oakland really have something going on right now. Oh boy, yeah, it's right down the line. Mm. Runners on first second and third. Oh boy, should have lied the eighth. Third. Yeah, yeah. should have, could have, would have. Right, let's get down. <laughs> let's get down to business with Lou. Let's start off with the UFC before we get into uh, some NFL. And you know, this UFC card, Lou. You know, we've we've joked about some of the past cards. And and I I don't know about this fight and I don't know about that fight and their trickiness or you know the the quality of the card so to speak but this one's pretty interesting actually just from 
you know, you've got fighters, you know, in, going in different directions and meeting each other. You've got some good fighters. You've got young fighters still. You've got guys with their backs against the wall. There's a lot of different sort of dynamics uh, to this card. And I think there should be some good fights uh, as well. So uh, let's jump in uh, here, Lou. And uh, so let's talk about uh, the main event uh, with uh, Marlon Moraz and with uh, Corey Sanhagen. What's your take on uh, this fight? With, of course, Moraz, a guy that's been around a long time, World Series of fighting in the old days, real badass. People always thought he was one of the best fighters not in the UFC. He's been a top guy. He's fought in everybody. You name it. You name the guy, the top contender, the champ. He's fought in them, including Cejudo and everybody over and over. And then you got the youngster here that was on his way to the top, Lou, and uh, Sterling got in his way. So we got a kid trying to get to the top, and we got an older dude trying to stay at the top and get another crack. Interesting storyline. It is. And I'm going to give the kid that's trying to get to the top, Sandhagen, 28 years old, the younger man by four years. I'm going to give him... Uh, or uh, as the fighter with the better upside. Uh, Moraes, this this fight is everything for, for Marlon Moraes, and Moraes' MO is, is really pretty clear because in each fight he displays it. Ferocity and fervor for seven to maybe eight minutes, and then after that, at a tremendous but in cardio. And, and I believe those two are really tied together, as the old saying goes, you know, fatigue makes uh, cowards of us all. And, and that's what happens with uh, Morais. However, in his last fight against a 40, almost 40-year-old 40 Jose Aldo, uh, he won the fight, but Aldo fought with him and fought a good fight. Uh, I don't like what I see from Morais. I don't regard him as a top five in the division myself, even despite what he did to Aljo. I don't regard him as such. And I believe that Sandhagen, uh, five inches taller, three inches arm length and leg length reach advantage, four years the younger man, is gonna, and he has a fighting style that's a little more cerebral. He's going to need space and distance to maneuver, and provided he can withstand the first seven minutes, I see this fight as all his, especially since we're talking about Morris, who tires in three-round fights, and this is scheduled five. Now, uh, Sandhagen is giving away Tremendous amounts of experience to Moraes. Moraes has fought. Uh, the Moraes arguably has the more complete arsenal moving into this. However, it's Sandhagen's youth. It's his focus, athleticism, and coming off a loss to Aljamain Sterling like he did. I love him in the bounce spot here. And he opened 150. He's now minus 130, depending on where you're shopping. And I believe there's a little value on Sandhagen coming off the loss, actually. If, yeah, you know what? If you look at uh, you look at the Aldo fight, too, he got the win. But did he win the fight? Probably not, right? It, it, you know, that was one of the, the more egregious decisions, I think, um, you know, of the year. But, you know, as you stated, his on paper, his resume is very impressive. Five and one in the last six fights. Uh, the only loss to Henry Cejudo, beating Dodson, beating Sterling, beating Rivera, beating his son, Sal. Lost to Cejudo, 
and then struggled against uh, against Aldo, who had a chip on his shoulder because people said, "Oh, Aldo doesn't he, you know shouldn't he be fighting uh, anymore." It's a tough fight. It, it really is a tough uh, fight. I understand the lean uh, with the youth, though. Here, um, you know, in in a bounce back spot as well. There's more pressure on Marlon in this fight too, as far as you know where he's going with his career uh, right now. I'll take a shot with the kid as well, Lou. I like the momentum. I like the bounce back uh, situation as well. Marlon's been in a lot of wars right now, but he seems to be slowing down. You know, I, I, I to piggyback on that thought, Gabriel. Uh, the 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 dessert to this whole thing is that Marlon left a great camp up there in New York with Frankie Edgar and Ricardo Aldameda, and now he's down in Florida in ATT, uh, he might as well wave a red flag. To me, that's a red flag. A gym change at this stage of his career tells me he's searching. All right, so let's get into Amir Akati and uh, Edson Barbosa. Barbosa with the um, the weight change here. And, you know, Barbosa has been asking for his release. He's on a losing streak as it is. So it's it's an interesting spot here. Generally, I mean, let, let's just cut to the chase. I mean, he's um, he's one one in uh, one in four in his last five fights, and he's asking for his release. And generally, when you ask for your release, Cam and Lou, as you guys know, yeah. Dana will will give it to you by <laughs> letting you get beat up on the way out. <laughs> He'll be like, "All right." Hey, you want to get released, huh? You're running your mouth? Okay. You know what? I'm going to give you this kid, and this kid's going to beat you, and then I'm going to fire you. How's that sound? So, I don't know. Is that where we're going with this, Lou? I heard him squawking a little bit before the Dan Ige fight, but I think the Ige fight quelled things a little between him and the organization. So, I, in my handicapping, I'm not going to regard that as much. Uh, You mentioned the weight. Uh, Because Barboza, listen, I had Ige in that first fight. I believe I was lucky to win. I'll take the win. But the the point. Uh, to that fight for me was I didn't believe Barboza could transition from 155 to 145. And though he's lost all those fights you mentioned, who's he lost to? Nurmagomedov, Gaethje, they're fighting for the title. Uh, Kevin Lee, I mean, he, he, who he's lost to at 155, he's the bigger man. He's moving down. Down and provide, but provided he makes weight again, I'm already convinced from his first performance that he's focused and really wants to do something at 145. And they give him a short notice replacement. He was scheduled to fight another uh, Al Hassan, a, a, a powder keg of a puncher, and we got cheated in not getting that fight. In steps a Finnish grappler, uh, uh, Amir Khani, who uh, really. Uh, doesn't have the credentials to be in the octagon with Barboza, in my humble opinion. Uh, The only way he wins this fight is somehow or another to take Barboza's back. I can't see it happening. Barboza's a decorated BJJ practitioner. And on the feet, Amir Khani will be giving away so much. Uh, I looked at uh, inside the distance for Barboza's a plus 115. Provided he makes weight, looks good. That's probably the approach I would take in this fight. And, you know, we talked about it earlier about uh, I thought Jose Aldo got screwed. So did Dana White after the fact. Um, Mm -hmm. And Barboza, as you talked about, that fight against Iggy, I was on Iggy as well. 
Yet, as you stated, we got lucky. All right, <laughs> we got we got lucky. As Joey Odessa says, because I used to really cry. Oh, I got screwed. I can't believe it. Yep. Joey says, "Yeah, you'll also win where you know you didn't deserve it. it yep. Goes both ways. And if you bet enough in, in MMA and the UFC, it does. And you know, I don't get as upset about this stuff anymore. And I've actually been a benefactor of a couple of. Ooh, I might get lucky, and then I do. <laughs> but just for the record, guys, if you remember Cam and and Lou." Barbosa was livid after that fight. Like, some guys are mad and they'll storm out of the yeah. cage. Ah, oh, this is garbage or whatever, BS. No, no, I don't know if you guys remember. He wanted it overturned. He wanted, like, an investigation. Like, he was like, I didn't lose. This is garbage. Yeah. What's the point of fighting? And, like, like he was, like, beside himself about this one. He wanted it overturned. And they were like, dude, it doesn't happen that way. It's not happening. You got to live with this. So he will have a chip on his shoulder, and it's a good point, Lou, as well. Even if he wants out and, you know, he's, he thinks Bellator is going to give him money or whatever, it's better that he looks good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's better mm-hmm. with some wins here. And I think they, they want to keep him as well. Otherwise, they wouldn't have, you know, it's an opponent he can win. All right, we got to – we're getting to the Ben Rothwell and Tibera <laughs> fight. We'll also get in. Yeah, Ben Rothwell. Ben Amazing. Rothwell, He's my he's my Atlanta Falcons. He's my Houston Rockets. I can't pick a winner in that fight, guys. I like Rothwell. I don't know if there's a fighter in UFC history that I've been wrong about. I never know what I'm going to get with this guy. I take him and he breaks his hand in the first round. I bet against him and he knocks you out. Like, I can't win. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Tribute to Van Halen continues. Great stuff. All, so, uh, yes, I got all week. bad, got a bad, got bad. So bad, I'm off with teacher. teacher. You know, the thing about Van Halen, it's not just Daddy, like the drum sound. Oh, like I know. Backup vocals. Exactly. David Lee Roth. It's like a cocktail. Everybody. And, you know, and it's the ingredients. Eddie was Eddie Van Halen, but it doesn't work without him. Like, it's not the same. It really is like. You know, just that voice. And you know what's crazy, too? David Lee Roth can't sing. And I say this to someone that loves him. He can't sing. Like, it's actually, like, it's bad now. Like, when he plays live, and I know people that love him that said, yeah, yeah, like, the whole show is just him. Let me hear you. And he puts the <laughs> mic, and he can't, he can't do it anymore. Yeah. But his voice, when he was in his prime, just that, Oh yeah! Hey, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like it was just the best. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like chocolate and peanut, but it's like uh, pizza and beer. You know what I mean? There's certain things, weed and rolling papers. Like there's certain yes. things. Like when people talk <laughs> about like the greatest invention since sliced bread, whatever. Dude. You, you, sliced bread. bread. You uh, I agree. I, I hate that sliced. expression. There's better inventions than better inventions yes. than sliced bread. His name is Eddie Van Halen. Yes, get a knife. <laughs> I sliced my own bread. Like, give me a break. Never really like that expression. Up. Yeah, break, yeah. <laughs> break the bread up. <laughs> but, dude, it's great. Jer- Jer- I tear mine. 
Yes, just during Lou. the break, there was a quick uh, we had a little uh, music conversation, and God bless Lou. Lou goes, ah, I kind of missed all that classic rock and all that stuff. But he goes, I like that guy from uh, Nirvana. What, the Goo Goo Dolls or the Foo Foo Dolls? <laughs> <laughs> he awesome. can rock. Yeah, oh, James he can. Bro, ultra talented. Nice guy, too. Very nice guy. Like, but what a, you know what I mean? He's the type of dude he never really changed either. He didn't become a mega jerk. I'm not buddies with him or anything. Uh, but I did know him uh, before he was rich. And uh, he used to be in a band called Scream, but nevertheless. All right, so I was talking about um, I was talking about uh, Ben Rothwell, and uh, if I looked at Ben Rothwell here, I'll go through his fights. I'll tell you, yeah, I was wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, wrong. I've had a problem with this guy over the years. Uh, we won the OSP fight when he beat uh, OSP. We were on Rothwell. I remember. No, yes, we were. were. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> so, okay. Maybe, maybe you were. Good for you. Okay. Yeah, I like Ben. Rock no, I was on OSP because I remember I was oh, so disappointed in OSP. Remember, yeah. Lou, we were disappointed oh. in his heavyweight performance. He was all slow and everything. So, uh, and then whatever, he beats Stefan Strew, but man, you know, it's just he's done. Then he lost three in a row before that. What do you make of this one, Lou? I'll tell you what, if, if you guys want to bet a heavyweight, do we have a total for this yet? Because this is a heavyweight fight that could go the distance, guys. Yes. Give me the yeah. over, Lou. It, two, two and a half <laughs> over minus 150. Oh, give me the over, brother. Give me the over. Uh, I love, like, when I, we, Lou gets serious and you got your glasses. With the glasses? That's when he's ready to break it. That's when he's breaking it down. I I, I'm ten, I tend to agree with Gabriel when I, I, I was hoping they were going to give me a one and a half and I was going to jump on it like a fumble in the Super Bowl. But two and a half is, is the right number. Not to Cam Newton. I, I see I see a couple of I see a couple of big bodies here that are going to lay on each other after a while. However, I believe Rothwell is the more complete fighter. He surely got the experience. And I think Tybura has only one way to try and win this fight, and that's to push Rothwell against the fence and try and fight him dirty or take him down. And Rothwell's got the, the more complete wrestling arsenal. So I quite I, I don't like to, you know, side with favorites often. I don't think that you can get out of taking a look at Ben Rothwell at minus 170 or 175, wherever he is. I tried to get cute, see what inside the distance is, but I don't believe uh, that this is an inside the distance fight. I think this is a one-sided lean upon where Rothwell leans upon Tybura more than Tybura leans upon Rothwell. Yeah, this is the type of fight Rothwell wins. Rothwell will suck for like two or three fights. Then he'll win a few. Yeah. Then he'll lose a few. It's just, it's just what he does to hang around. A he's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Guys that, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's that guy in the bar that yeah that, that comes out there and will beat the crap out of you in the parking lot. Like, I look at Ben Rothwell. Like, he's tough, Gabe. And he, he's been doing this that stuff for a long time. That guy like he can oh, pick me up buddy. and throw me through a wall. Like if he punched, like yeah, I did, it'd be yeah. a bad time. You call me Brock yeah, Lesnar. Ben, Ro- ben Rothwell would take my neck and this, yeah, put me through. Yeah, exactly. Put me no, through. Not only that. <laughs> even if they give me a, even if they give me a hockey stick or a baseball bat, I'd club him over the head. Yeah, I'd he'd be laugh lucky at you. If, he, if 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 he blinked, yeah. I'd be lucky. And yeah. then what do you do? Yeah. He goes. Now you're I've dead. I've said that before too. <laughs> I got into an argument. I said, I said, I wouldn't fight that guy with an aluminum baseball bat. They're like, oh, I'd be all right with a bat. I'm like, you're kidding. You're crazy. You're just going to piss them off. 
Imagine like fighting like you know, Diaz with a bat. You're gonna lose the bat within a minute. It's like pulling a yeah. gun, and now you're, and then you're gonna have to. And then you're, you're gonna, gonna have to, a lot of trouble. And then you're gonna have to pull it out of somewhere. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Your ear, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, lots of places. It's crazy though, guys. It doesn't happen as much anymore. But it used to happen in the old days. I used to see it. I used to go out with Heath Herring, and people would shirt, man, yeah. and other fighters. I'd be in oh, yeah. a bar with Phil Baroni. Some guys want to fight with Phil Baroni. It's like, why? <laughs> why? Exactly. Oh, I saw you lose to the UFC. I could beat you. It's like, really? Because they're you really want to fight with Phil Baroni in a bar? Like, is this really going to end well for you, bro? And it's tough for the fighter because if he beats the living crap out of you, then he's on ESPN and he threw some loser through a window in a bar. He's also arrested. Like, you know I mean? These guys got to write waivers. Yeah. They're professional killers. Their 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 hands are uh, and feet are weapons. They can't. Oh yeah, some That's judges can come down hard too. Oh, you should have yes. known better. You're a fighter. You yeah. can't yeah. knock to them. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you're a fighter, don't beat anyone up in Vegas. Like the Vegas no. judges are hardcore on that stuff. They will use that. Oh, your hands were a deadly weapon. Crap. That's the stupidest. Correct. Thing ever. But anyways, um, all right. Before we get into some football uh, here. <laughs> Um, anything on the undercard we're missing out on here? Yeah, there's a there's a, a, hit, a, a middleweight fight coming up. This was scheduled a week ago. Tom Breeze, big, tall, erect, strong English fighter, just like English fighters are, mostly stand up and 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 tall and straight. Uh, but he's chiseled and he looks the part. Uh, he has been unusually inactive over the course of his whole career. And it's because he struggles so mightily, unfortunately, with his mental preparation before fights. He sometimes gets so anxious that a fight or two has been called off in his past, and he battles that. For that reason, it's hard to try and trust a guy going into the octagon that's going to give, the, if you know, because I look for a guy giving me 110% effort, and I can't trust I'm ever going to get that from Tom Breeze. Now, this fight was scheduled for a week ago who fights out of the tanner bozer camp uh, an up-and-coming camp and if you're training against bozer you're getting you know it's like training with gaichi you're getting training and so this is a big huge tall long debuting fighter who's been working the regional circuit and hungry to get in against a guy in breeze that i don't know what he's coming with as well the week delay from last week to this week almost doubles the time for the Canadian young man, Boulard, to be able to prepare, prepare for Breeze, and it gives Breeze another whole week to think about fighting this kid. Uh, all the way around, I, this fight opened before uh, a week ago, minus 175 Breeze. Now it's up in the two-somethings. It's too high. I'm going to take Boulard as a live dog, plus 210, plus 215, again, depending on where you're shopping. I really like where you're going uh, with this. As you stated, he trades with uh, with Tanner Bowser. Thing with this kid, he's hungry. You, you know, you want a hungry fighter, and you're going to get a hungry fighter. Um, he's, I'm, I'm seeing a feature on him here uh, right now. Started uh, training Taekwondo at age of 14. Started MMA when he was 16. Turned pro in 2012. His brother was badly injured in a match, fracturing bones in his face. Um, <laughs> said it scared him. I don't like hearing this. Said it left a bad taste in my mouth. I took some time off the sport, did some soul searching, but now I'm back into it, uh, ready to go. 
Yeah, you know what? I think he's alive. Uh, I think I think you, I think you're onto something here in a big way, Lou. I like where you're going uh, with this. Um, all right, so let's get into some football before we get you out of here. We only got a couple of minutes. I don't know what's up with all this line movement here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers now three and a half against the Chicago yeah. Bears. Thursday injuries. night uh, football. Yeah, the Bucs always have injuries, though. But and, and yeah. the Bears, no, but, yeah, it's yeah, significant, you're, like you're though, talk, Gabe. Yeah, you're talking it's about Mike guys. Evans, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, uh, Godwin, Godwin, Shady McCoy, and Sue. I mean, you got some guys out. It's a short week. They go to and Chicago. And the other receiver, too. Like there's yeah, it's it's insane. Like Gabe, like everybody, yeah. like Mike Evans is questionable. Like if Mike Evans doesn't play, that's Godwin and Evans. And their third string receiver, the possession receiver, he's questionable as well. Yeah, Miller. Exactly. Scotty yes. Miller. Scotty Miller. Meanwhile, the Bears have a couple safeties that they're that, that are dinged up a little. I mean, it was gonna be really it, it, the the passing game won't affect uh, I, I shouldn't say this. The plan of approach for Tampa is going to be to run the ball and take their seventh-ranked run, rushing attack against Chicago's uh, relatively poorest 16th-ranked rushing defense. Uh, this this uh, look-ahead line was Tampa Bay three, and then it got to five and a half when Tampa Bay won this week, and it's all these injuries that have brought it down. I was able to get five and a half, and if you did, you're ahead of the market. If not, right now, I would say you probably got a pass because the value sucked out of Chicago back to three. It'll be interesting to see how, listen, Chicago's offense was was putrid, absolutely yep. putrid against the Indianapolis Colts, and Nick Foles isn't good. So, you know, they can pretend all they want. They can do this little quarterback shuffle back and forth. I get it. We'll see. You know, I wish we had the doctor on now. We'll have him on tomorrow night uh, before uh, before the game. And you're right. One thing, though, guys, one thing that uh, we should know. Remember the other night with the Green Bay Packers? He's got no mm-hmm. wide receivers. He's got no one to throw the football <laughs> to. They're going to run the ball all night. Yeah, he threw for like, you know, 300 and whatever yards, four touchdown passes. Right, yeah, I'll just throw three three touchdown passes to this tight end nobody's ever heard of before. So it really is amazing. But I know the Bucks' offense has just been so – it's amazing how many injuries these guys have had. And yeah. actually the fact that they've still only lost a fo- one football game. Uh, you know, and props to Cam. Uh, and good job, Cam. Listen, you were pro-Colt. I was anti-Colt. And there's still a lot of football left to be played. There's a I lot of give football credit. left. Yeah, but I got to give credit to them. Uh, three and one after losing uh, the first uh, football game. Uh, of the year, uh, Lou. What's your take on this uh, this Colts team uh, right now? Philip Rivers. That was an impressive win going on the road and getting it done against the um, against the Chicago Bears. But what's your take on uh, the, the Colts now? Um, my take on the Colts is that they're it's between them and Tennessee in the the division. At the beginning of the year, I would have told you that how how much more complete it, uh, I believe Tennessee is uh, than Indianapolis. And now we know why because they've been cheating and having team meetings and practices. Uh, behind closed doors when everyone else has not, and that doesn't sit well with me. Uh, I'm not completely convinced that Indy's defense is as good as it's showing so far this year, statistically based on who they've played, but that'll end up working itself out as we go. I think they're going to get a really, this will be a very interesting test this week. we got to get out of here, though. I like Cleveland. I, you know, it's crazy. The Browns, if they win, will be four and one. Thanks, Lou.
Yep. Thanks, Lou. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. by two right now right now the A's are up by two it's nine seven for the Oakland Athletics um so we're on the clock uh we've got the New York Yankees yep. are coming up we'll have time to hit this on in-game live as we trans- transition on the other side of the hour here but I'm already in on this baseball game guys I Me parlayed too. <laughs> Rays with the Atlanta uh Braves yes you know, I did too. three team good stuff so we hit the three team banger yesterday hoping for the two-team banger uh, today, and we'll take it. The two-team parlay still pays pretty nicely. Big series here, man, Um, and, you know, between Tampa and the Yankees, there's bad blood between these two teams, and this, I don't know, the winner of this game, you could argue, is going to win the series. If you're the Yankees, you're up 2-1. You've got Cole coming up again. You're in a pretty good spot right now. If you're the Yankees and you lose this game, you're kind of screwed. You can only pitch call one more time. Tampa's in your head. Tampa own you. Uh, Tampa's now, uh, what, they're 8-3 and three now in the 11 games that they played this year. I, 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 do you trust Tanaka tonight? No, I don't. Cleveland, Cleveland's a light-hitting team in comparison to uh, Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay got, uh, uh, Cleveland got to Tanaka. Tanaka, when he leaves hangers up, they get hit a lot. And Gabe, the Yankees aren't the only team that hit home runs. Have you not seen the Rays? We watched the game last night. Dinger, 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 dinger. They do a lot of things well. They can play small ball and nickel and dime you with singles and doubles, and they can play long ball. Tanaka, if his stuff is not perfect tonight, he will get rocked. I will say this. Morton is a better pitcher than Tanaka at this point. The Yankees will take pitches and try to get him out of the game. But I like the I like the Tampa Bay Rays in this spot. I bet it. It's in all my round robins. Let's rock. We're getting the dog at a good price. I like Tampa. It's a good point that you raise as far as Tampa. I mean, listen, I, I don't think Tanaka is going to give up six runs. He gave up six runs against Cleveland. Yeah. It was uncharacteristic of him. He's actually been pretty good uh, this year. But I think Tampa can do enough. Score three, four runs on them. Yep. And, you know, Tampa just put the ball in play. We talk about it. People don't talk about defense enough in baseball. But the Yankees don't play good defense. I like the Rays tonight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 